Hey, Checkoff fans, we have not one but two amazing podcasts going on over at the Pop-Off Podcast. Every other week, we're rotating between talking about the Harry Potter movies and the movies leading up to Joss Whedon's Avengers next summer, so Captain America and Thor and Iron Man and the Hulk. Also, the Harry Potter podcasts are going on at the same time, so go over to popoffpodcast.com and listen there. Also, be sure to stream Ninjas vs. Vampires. If you have a Netflix account, you can stream it for free, Ninjas vs. Vampires. Okay, enjoy. Trek off. It's time for Trek Off. He's giving her all he's got, Captain. Giggity. Welcome to Trek Off. I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. And today we're going to talk about some stuff in Star Trek that just doesn't jibe, doesn't make sense. And we're going to hit that soon, but you were in the middle of a story and I thought I'd put it on mic. So you beach house. Okay. So my friend um, uh, Guy has his you know, family has like a beach house and, uh, you know, every year we go or whatever, generally, uh, I don't think we had to go last year, which sort of sucked. But, um, th- the reason I, th- I, th- I brought it up is cause the, <laughs> the email that Fairhot sent out was fucking, you'll appreciate this. I'm not going to read the whole thing cause you don't even know all my business, but, uh, it said it's beach house, bitches. Hey now, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra, the beach house is arms wide. I was like, that's fucking awesome, dude. That's really cool. <laughs> I like this guy already. I was like, dude, that equals awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. And I think how did he end it? Because <laughs> like the, what he wanted in the email was for all of us to like put our names and like what kind of shit we could bring or whatever. Yeah. And so he listed everybody out in the end list is uh, Darmok and Jalad, <laughs> Marab, his sales unfurled, Picard and Death on it, Ella Drell. That's really, <laughs> really funny. It's so specific. In its yes. Was, yes, it was is. Was there anyone in his like list who didn't understand the joke? I'm trying to think who would who might not have. Do I don't think so because we all. Get, I mean, maybe guy's new girlfriend might not. I don't How about know this? What I track. want you to do is reply to do a reply all and go. I hope you're all listening to my podcast <laughs> right about now, Star Trek. bitches. <laughs> like seriously, these are the people we, we're telling these our listeners to go out and tell everyone. I to- they know. Do they listen? Why do you act like I, like they don't do know? They no, because they're bitches. We'll make them listen. Okay, you know what? Here's what I'll do. I'll go to the beach house. Uh-huh. And and what I'll do is I'll bring all of our catalog, and okay. I will like I will tie them down and shit. And while I nerf them with guns, I will make them listen. All right, sounds good. Hey, we have a new uh, <laughs> we have a new segment on Trek Off. We'll be doing this for the next. Uh, we have a lot, so it looks like long time. Um, we are going to steal some questions from the Star Trek Seen It game. So if you don't want to know the answers to the Star Trek Seen It game, uh, or if you do want to know and become an expert and beat all your Star Trek Ooh. friends and Seen It, then you can listen here. But this is our uh, tutorial on how to play Star Trek Seen It and win because we're going to ask each other questions. And in I don't Star think we're going to do very well at this. So I really do. We're each doing three cards. <laughs> Shit. And I'm gonna pull this out. And here we go. Ready? This is really easy. Ready? So I'm gonna. I will start. Oh, you want to start? No, I just want to hold my cards. Can I just hold my right, cards? Is so that I will fine? start. I'll ask you these questions. Ready? <laughs> here we go. Name the leader of the Baku village in the motion picture Insurrection. I don't know. No idea. No, I don't know the name of the leader. I mean. And the leader of the Baku village is Sojef. Oh. I told you I wasn't gonna be good at this. What is Keiko O'Brien's job on Deep Space Nine? Um, which one? I mean, she, she was a teacher at one point, and at another point, she was being a botanist and shit. And she is a school teacher on DS Nine. She was never a botanist on DS Nine. Oh, you mean like f- not physically? Oh, I'm yeah. What? what was her job? She she just be, she lived there and she went to Bajor and studied and but that was still her. worked. She worked on stuff at labs. I'm certain. But on not DS9. when she was on DS Nine. That was not her. She had a job, and her job was to be a school teacher. You said it. You're right. 
So in the next generation episode, the neutral zone is the first to establish what in the timeline? Something to do with the Romulans, I'm hoping? No. Ooh, this is I didn't even know this. Uh Borg? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> a year and the Gregorian calendar is the first one to say what year it was as far as we knew, which was twenty three sixty four. Really? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. That's something I actually find interesting about Enterprise that I kind of uh-huh. dig is that uh, the, the, the star logs are on, on dates, not like star dates. So it's like I can kind of, you know, know where it is. Like Excellent. From here. I dig that. All right. Hit me back uh, with right. my first card. All okay. right. In the motion picture, the undiscovered country, the explosion of what causes the Klingon Empire to seek peace with the Federation? The Klingon moon praxis. Wow, that's exact. Like that's literally. It says the whole the Klingon moon practice. Really? It says the whole thing. <laughs> that's <yes>. awesome. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What is the date of Earth's first contact with the Vulcans? Mm. Uh, uh, I want to say like April twenty third, two thousand sixty four. Oh, you're actually pretty fucking close. What is it? April fifth, twenty sixty three. Uh, I was so close. I was, I, I, I That's learned, what I said. I you were. Like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm impressed. Like I, have, right. I wouldn't have had any of that information. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Sabrina LaBeouf played Ensign Gustini in the Next Generation episodes Gambit Parts One and Two. All right. And what long-running family sitcom did she play oldest daughter Sandra? I don't know. No idea. The Cosby Show. Oh, really? Apparently. I guess she did. I don't. Yeah. I kind of remember her in that. Yeah, okay, I, think, I think I do. Here we go. Name one of the three Klingons. Oh, this is. Uh, name one of the three Klingons from the original Star Trek series who returned to recruit Lieutenant Dax from a crusade against a villainous albino in Deep Space Nine episode Blood Oath. Kang. Kang. Can you name all of them? Um, oh, we just said them, too. I know. We just said them. Um. Uh, Kalis? No, that's, no. That's the, that's uh, Kang, Koloth, Koloth, or Kor. Kor, yep. In, it's all the K names. In Star Trek The Motion Picture, how does Lieutenant Commander Sonak die? In which one? The original the original movie, Star Trek The Motion Picture. Mm, shit. I don't, I don't know. In a transporter accident. Son of a bitch. Yvonne Craig played Marta in the original series episode Whom Gods Destroy, but is best known for playing Whom on the c- television series Batman. Catwoman? Yep. No. Yeah. Sorry. Damn it. Batgirl in the third season. Batgirl. Yvonne Craig. I didn't even know Batgirl was on it. Oh, fuck. yeah. I love her. fuck fuck. Yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. Let's hear it. In the Deep Space Nine episode, Trials and Tribulations, into what time period do Captain Sisko and his crew travel? The original series. Uh, which was when? In the 23rd century. The actual whole answer, I'm just kidding, is the 23rd century of right. Captain Kirk and his starship. All right, yes. go ahead. In the, I would definitely not know this one. In the Voyager episode, In the Flesh, what did Species 8472 create a simulation of Starfleet? Oh, I'm sorry. Why did Species 8472 create a simulation of Starfleet Academy? Um, to, to learn how to infiltrate and invade the Federation. I guess so. As a reconnaissance mission? Yeah. That's what a reconnaissance mission would be. Do whatever. Which cast member of The Next Generation worked as a choreographer with Jim Henson's Creature Workshop? Gates McFadden. How do you know that? That You have to explain. 
I just I know a lot about Star Trek. No, man. no, no. I'm I'm saying like like we're she's the dancing doctor. Okay. Yeah, she's she's a choreographer. That's what she did. Other than being in like like a few roles, mostly what she did was work as a choreographer before she was in Star Trek. So this is before she was on Star Trek. This is yep. what she did. Yeah, no, that's what she did. And she did a little bit of acting and she had just done a uh, a Jack Ryan movie. She plays Jack Ryan's wife in in uh I think the first in in uh patriot games yeah that's the second one that's not the first one is, is of course hunt for red october but the first harrison ford one i think yeah. she is jack ryan's wife and really? then and then she did next gen i think it sort of went from there and so before next gen you're saying she was she was working with Jim yeah Hansen. and and other thing did, did theater and stuff yeah that's what that's what she did and when when we say choreo, what did she like? She choreographed. She's a dancer. Dance? Yeah, she's a dance choreographer. She's a dance choreographer. Really. Yeah. Absolutely. Gates McFadden. Yep. That's so interesting. What kind of dance? I'm I'm intrigued now. I, I theater dancing. I guess I don't know. Well, you you know, I'm just trying to ask. What I the know, fuck? I I I I don't I that you that's the extent I know of her career. <laughs> All I know yeah. is the dancing part. Yeah, yeah. What kind of dance is it? Is it hip hop? No, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Though. I could yeah, see yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yo yo Picard. Uh, wow, we're popping out. We're so loud. <laughs> um, okay, in the motion picture, uh, the voyage home. What species are George and Gray- Gracie? Oh, they're whales. Uh, can you please be specific? They are humpback whales. They're humpback whales. Humpback whales. <laughs> you gotta say it that way. It's imperative. <laughs> in the motion picture, the undiscovered undiscovered country. What playwright does General Chang incessantly quote? Shakespeare or no? Maybe. They, no, I'm gonna go with Shakespeare. William Shakespeare. William, whatever. <laughs> Olivia Diabo played Amanda Rogers in the. So ne- I think it's Ali- Olivia Diabo is how you say that. I think. Fine. Just in saying. in the next generation episode, True Q. And what nostalgic episode? In what nostalgic sitcom did she play? Wait, say that again. <laughs> in what nostalgic sitcom was Olivia Diabo best known for? What was she known for? What was she known for? Yeah, I'm not reading you the whole question because the question I give you the next part and you'll like it gives it away. That's that. Fine, I'll read you the whole thing, but I'll tell you. In what nostalgic sitcom did she play Karen Arnold, older sister to Kevin? Oh, is that the the one with Rosea? I don't know. The Wonder Years. Yes, yeah, I didn't watch the Wonder Years. You didn't watch the Wonder Years? I did not watch the Wonder Years. Oh I my had gosh! No desire. I, I really love. It's really good. The old, isn't that Fred Savage? Yes, this it's is what made him popular. The only the only thing I liked Fred Savage is I liked him in uh, Princess Bride. Yes, in the Princess Bride. And that's that it. it's it's well, that's all you've seen him in. I mean, I I think I caught parts of of the, the Wonder Years. The but Wonder it just Years just didn't is, do it for me. It's it wasn't engaging awesome. to me. Yeah, it's, it's just, cool. All right, last it was one. no Star Trek. I was watching fucking Star Trek. I wasn't watching the Wonder Years. Go ahead. Do what the fuck. All right. In All right. the motion picture first Gross. contact, what's the name of Dr. Zephram Cochran's warp vessel? The Phoenix. Which is an awesome name. Just yes. so we're clear. In Star Trek the Motion Picture, what space phenomenon Phenomena. 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 Does an improperly balanced warp drive system in the USS Enterprise create? A time warp? It is not Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is not creating a time warp again. What does it create? It's a wormhole. Okay, go on. Which actor who played a Starfleet captain was nominate for, nominated for a Tony Award in 2008 for his portrayal of Hamlet? 
Um, Patrick Stewart? Yeah, that's like fucking easy as shit. Is that the last one? Yes. Okay, so that is Star Trek trivia. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, da, da. So many Star Trek themes that we kind of come up with that? I have no idea. Star Trek <laughs> trivia. All right, so... <laughs> I think what you should set your mind to next is you should compose something. Star Trek trivia. We ask questions about Star Trek. Star Trek trivia. <laughs> uh, Star Trek trivia. No, you have sometimes to come up with she knows the answers and sometimes she doesn't. <laughs> I usually know the answers more oh, than she bullshit. knows, but that's what I know. Okay, we're not playing this game ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Except next time. No, so no today, it's not happening. Yes. No, no, this is fun. We'll I refuse. This. <laughs> you Put my foot down. I can't do You're it. not allowed to deny. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're only gonna get that if you're a theater geek. <laughs> so, um, okay. So today, uh, we're gonna be talking about um, shit in Star Trek. Just don't make sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what I heard was <laughs> shit and Star Trek just don't make sense. And I'm like, well, what? What about either of those things doesn't make sense? I mean, shit is what happens after you process something and the waste comes out. So, so I'm just, <laughs> and Star Trek is what happens when there's good writing. This is going to be this is good, but here's the here. This is when the writing doesn't quite get so good. Now, here's what I'm going to give a pass to. Here's what I'm going to give a pass to. I'm going to give a pass. I'm already grumbling. I'm going to give a pass. To most of the original series. Good. Because the original series comes up with the most bizarre and absurd plot contrivances to make it so so Captain Kirk gets to meet Nazis and Captain Kirk gets to meet the Wild West and Captain Kirk gets to meet Al Capone type alien. It seems that whenever some alien or something somewhere settles on a planet, they decide that it's going to be it's going to be like something that was popular in 20th century Earth, particularly things that were popular in the 1950s and 60s. So, so we will do that. But because it was making a point. So let's let us say this though about that. First thing in Star Trek that doesn't make this about that any sense. That's what we're calling this segment. This about that. <laughs> the why is it? Why is it <laughs> <I'm sorry>. that? <laughs> why is it that on Star Trek? No matter what series you're in, a main character is obsessed with something from the 20th century. And it's all different stuff. Because now, we know the fucking 20th century. I know. That's why. But it's, it's, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I watch. Oh, that's not always true. All right. I feel like, um, uh, Worf is obsessed with Klingon opera. And that's got nothing to do with um, with us, okay, or the 20th century at all. Granted, he he is other characters. Are, wow, I would like to submit. Ha! The, they can't even hear you. Know that right? That's just, <laughs> it's, it's say like, I'd like to submit. It's, it's, Fine, I would like to submit. Ha! How about that? Uh, Still too loud. That's a little better. All right, so. Yeah, Worf, Worf does like Klingon opera, and that's fine, although we don't ever hear much about Klingon opera. We hear him listening to like one or two, and he sings one song with someone in an episode of Next Gen. However, however. No, he sings more than, he sings more once. So in the He sings in, in, in DS9 a couple of times. In uh in the original series, uh the none of the main characters seem that obsessed with the 20th century, but everyone else does. So when someone goes to when a, a rogue Starfleet captain goes and populates the world, he governs it by the rules of the 1920s. And when another Starfleet captain goes to rule the world, he governs it by the he governs it by it, 
by the rules of the 1930s. And when somebody, you know, whenever they time travel back in time, they they find themselves in the 50s when they were doing the space tests and and in the 30s when they have to kill Edith Keeler. And it just sort of seems like, hey, they're about to break down the lot where they were shooting the gangster movie. Can we shoot there in the last two days? <laughs> and it just sort of seems that one they of had the, to do what they had to do. I like, you know, they had limited resources. But it and, becomes and it becomes funny when Picard is when Picard is obsessed with uh, Picard is is obsessed with um, uh, Dixon Hill. And this is 19th century, not 20th century, but late 19th century when data. Loves Wait, so Dixon Hill is real. No, but it's something in the 20s. It's it's dime store novels, which also Odo starts liking 20th century uh, detective stories and and data like Sherlock Holmes, which is late. Late 19th, 19th. Late, late 19th century but it's still sort Sherlock of Sherlock Holmes I could see being timeless though do you know what I'm saying kind of but because that's 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 a that's like a staple it's a classic yes, that's different is, I could see that surviving the test it's of time. kind of a classic it's not it's already what do you mean kind of it's fucking Sherlock Holmes do yeah, bite your fucking tongue it's good but it's not it's certainly not Shakespeare and it seems to to have begun. I don't know. I mean, it's it's not plays, but it's absolutely it's very not, literary sure, and, and, it's literary, and very popular. And right. like there are huge compendiums. Like I could see right. that surviving. All right. In that, but I hear you on the other stuff. Like okay. some sort of you know twenties dime store novel yeah. situation that doesn't occur to me as as timeless. And and you know? and Riker is obsessed with jazz, and and. And Beverly does Be- Beverly does uh, does Sereno de Bergerac and and does does ballroom dancing and uh, well now why why would ballroom dancing not be because that's because that's that's that that is a, a form of dancing that flourished in the 20th century move on to ds9 cisco is obsessed with baseball that's a huge thing that that i could see especially since baseball isn't played anymore that seems sort of Um, strange now if baseball still persisted and had changed over time and maybe he was you know he was obsessed with the history of it that would be a little bit every everyone in starfleet drinks root beer on voyager tom paris is obsessed with with automobiles and and 50s music and 60s music on enterprise trip is obsessed with with 20th century movies in it's just sort of like like i would like to see i well there aren't anything (laughs) there's nothing other than 20th century you see it would be interesting to have evidently there was this big cultural like the new dark ages seem to have been any time between 1999 <laughs> and the, like there are 200 years of no, nothing culturally relevant happened on earth because there's not i would have loved to see you know what a 22nd century romance novel that that could have been but how do you come up with that like that they're that's they're writers a that's what they there. do they they write science fi- that's what they are they're science fiction writers right but then you're at, no but that's not what you want them to write you're not asking them to Why write not? science fiction you're asking them to write something that would be a literary piece within a science fiction environment sure and and you know and what? so you would have to differentiate it somehow and like what would make it any so much different frankly you like, could and have sometimes they things. will absolutely have poetry and on deep space nine they talk about um they talk about novels um uh, in car on cardassia sure there's that one but novelist that um, but here's the thing never on earth never humanity ceased to create interesting art 
for 200 years. Now, we learn a lot about the art That's of other cultures. That's not true. Cultures. Every once in a while, they'll. I'm not, you're, you're right. No one's obsessed with it because they don't have enough information. It's disproportionate. But it's not fair to say that they don't consider it at all because they absolutely talk I know, about I, other and I don't, artists, and, other poets. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't hate it. I don't, I'm not saying that I hate I understand they have to write episodic television and once or twice in a season, what they want to do is they want to give us something kind of fun and familiar to us. How would Picard react in the 20s? How would, you know, I mean... You know, how funny is it when a Ferengi plays baseball? You know, I I get it. I understand that that's what they're doing. But only, I think, on in uh, Star Trek First Contact and then the two-part episode in DS9 have I really seen much that I remember that shows time traveling back to a time that's in the future for us. DS9 did it really well. And then Star Trek First Contact is also in the future for us but in the past of, you know, something that happened in the 22nd century. Um, Late 21st, I early don't know. Uh, in, uh, on Enterprise, they, especially because they're doing that whole temporal war thing, yeah. there's a segment where they're in what's most certainly the future for Archer. Um, no, I'm saying, certain... I'm saying in the past for Archer, in the future for us. Oh, is what, what I'm saying. saying. Okay. I'm saying something that happened they in the show year us, 2025. They show us a little bit of that. A tiny bit of it. Like I said, in Star Trek First Contact and in the two-part episode in DS9. Well, they and, showed and, us that. And they show you a little bit. They they show you um, in Enterprise, you know, when he's a little kid or whatever. Yeah, but that's but. part of the story. That's that's I'm talking about when they do a time travel episode. Time travel yeah, episode. What, what this is the Instead of traveling the, the 1950s. To the past that we actually know or have access to right now yeah. right we're traveling to a past that is our future yeah and okay. that's you know and that's you know and i understand even why they feel like that's dubious because they you know they talk about in in wrath of khan how these things happened in 1999 and it immediately becomes dated so i understand yep. they know that star trek's going to be around for a long long time so they can't say that and yeah and and they're so trying to, to I get, be careful of I, that. I i get that but it just it's it's funny i understand that it's a writing contrivance they have to reach but why is it that, that there's a disproportionate amount of of 60s 70s 80s and 90s in in star trek lore and in star trek culture um you know and and that's here's another thing why why is there no contemporary why is there no con- why is it there is no contemporary earth anything being created i w- that i think that is un- that is not true oh, really? no or right, not uh, correct not no not a lot less granted. than 1% of what we see new orleans is all old style new orleans food it's all older jazz it's rock and roll music by by like in the 60s it's old movies it's old books it's old i you never hear Riker go you know i just got the with the exception of Worf and Cleon opera you never hear someone going i got the new Baloo Baluba album you know like you you never you never hear about what's going on in earth's new contemporary music you know and pop think of how much pop culture matters to us right like we're doing a pop culture podcast we watch tv we watch movies right but our focus is different we like, watch could, plays. do you imagine that it would be that we would still be like that if we could sure if we were out in space been, or would we be more interested yeah in, yeah i i ab- you know what i mean in what's happening outside of us i absolutely believe that if you go back the history of humanity we have had the arts and we have had pop culture when when Homer was writing the Odyssey, that was the pop culture of the time. People were going to see plays, 
when when Oedipus was written, and and I feel like there are times when they when they do that when they talk about stuff like that when they when, when they not, talk about it's not the new talked about that, but there's there's think about it it was such a big part of life even though they were so, but and, they're not there they're not on Earth you know what I'm saying but what like, I, so there's delay like I, it occurs to me that you would be what is this who's calling. It's my mom. Mom is back. We haven't talked to mom in a while. Put mom on. Oh, goodness. Put her on speaker. Here we go. Mom is on Trek Off. Hello, and welcome to Trek Off, Mom. Hi, hi, Mom. I'm sorry. I know I was supposed to call you. I forgot. And instead, you're on a podcast. So, hi. <laughs> you're on speakerphone. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, she, you're, you're on the air. So, we're, we're talking about Star Trek. You a Star Trek fan? I can't hear him. <laughs> she wants to know if you're a Star Trek fan, Mom. I was. Good. Did you have a happy lunch with your dad? <laughs> oh, goodness. This is getting far too personal, people. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had a good time. You know what? Are you going to be up for a while, Mom? Let her know. We're, we're in the middle of recording. I'm in the middle of recording, recording. My, my podcast right now. Can I call you, like, in, I, love I don't Mom. know, 30 minutes? Well, you can, and you can leave a message on my phone because I'm going to do it. I bet you can call awesome. me and tell me the name of the insurance you have. <laughs> okay, I will do that. I will call um, you. I will leave you the name of the insurance, and then I'll call you tomorrow when you're around and tell you how to. Hey, do did your Did your mom like the other guys? The movie, The Other Guys. Yeah. Did you actually? Did you you enjoyed the other guys? Didn't you, mom? I enjoyed what? When we watched the other guys. Last night, the one that was... It was okay. I mean, I wouldn't do it again, but it was okay. <laughs> really, I think the best of the movies was the uh, How Do You Know. Yeah, How do you know? that's a good one. What is that? How do you, it's a romantic comedy. It's with um, Reese Witherspoon and... Uh, oh, I'm sold. Owen Wilson. Oh, no, I'm really sold. And the other movie was a movie that I would indeed watch. I mean... Like I said, it wasn't great. It wasn't awful. It was, you know, two hours of entertainment. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah, it was Dylan Dog. Uh, I th- I liked that movie, but but then I with I Superman. Like, yes, with Superman. I like Brandon Ruth. So. All right, mom. All right, bye, I mom. You, mom, I love you, and I will call you nice later to you. tonight, and then and leave that message, and then I'll call you tomorrow, and we'll chat. Okay. Okay. I love you, baby. Glad you're okay. Okay, I love you too, mom. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's you awesome. are such a child. I'm sorry. You got to kind of entertain the masses. <laughs> you man. are such a child. That's oh, so I love fun. it. Like your personal business. That's what. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. But that's not my, I, I wouldn't consider whether or not your mom enjoyed the other guys to be your personal business. If my mom were to call, I would absolutely put her on <laughs> on the podcast right now. Absolutely. Why don't we call your mom then? Well, you can. Even she, Steven. You can, but she's in Rome. So what she doing in Rome. She's a flight attendant. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she, what she well, does. What would you say? She's in Rome. It sounds so romantic. It is romantic. <laughs> she's, but it's even romantic. Um, but she is. She does go out. Actually, it is. It, it is in the in the actual sense of the word romantic. It's all. She brings back pictures. She's like, yes. Yeah, so I went out, and and this is me at the you know. She went to the Sistine Chapel, like in her like six hour layover. She changes clothes, goes on the Sistine Chapel. Wow. Yeah. No. She the, when she goes to Paris, she's there for yeah. It's it's like that's amazing. Yeah. It's constant partying. It's awesome. That's fucking it's cool. A, yeah. It doesn't pay a whole lot, but it, it's it's cool. It's like. Did you get to see the world, man? Yeah. Fuck. She she she's seen everywhere. She's like, oh, I'm going to Kuwait. 
Has she gone to Greece? Has she seen Greece? I don't know. She's gone to Greece. I'll ask her. She should. I think she has. It's beautiful there. I think she has. I don't remember. Um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, there's, here's the thing is that they're, they're out there. Okay. They're exploring space. You say they are clearly, they spend a lot of time on entertainment. There's a hell of a lot of time spent on it. Spell a lot, a lot of time with bands playing in. Why do I feel like there are episodes, though, where they are doing something in the holodeck that isn't 20th century? That it, those are always like calisthenics and like like exercising. It's always like we're fighting monsters. It's never like it's never like we're in the holodeck doing a 22nd century novel or we're you know, it's you know, the, it. It, there's, they never go to the holodeck, holodeck and see something that's new and unfamiliar to me, unless it's a, a you know. Here's I, don't, a, I don't think that's true. It's always a, it, true. Here's the thing: it's there's never something like Dixon Hill, but of the twentieth, twenty second century. Um, it just doesn't. It's it's like it. They'll go to the holodeck and you'll see vast cityscapes, or you know, or they'll be there and they'll be doing beach or something. Yeah, the be something generic. But never like this is, you know, you just don't get the sense of 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 what the modern pop culture is. The modern pop culture. But they're not in it. Is. They're not they're not living in the modern pop culture. Like that's the thing. Why not? They're, because they're out. You think our, our military guys are get, get our stuff all the time delivered to them. Our military guys right, aren't but watching. But it's not going to take, you know, civil war films. days over subspace to even get word. Like, okay, but they're on Earth every few years. Like they're they're on Earth every season. Somebody ends up on Earth. They're not on Earth all the time, especially in DS Nine. They're on Earth all the fucking time. And you would think not about that, all the fucking time, but they go to one specific place on Earth, and, and they got bigger fish to fry you, than worrying about if Lady Gaga is porking somebody. So what? The, you no, know I, what I'm, I mean? I'm not like, asking that kind of pop culture. I'm not saying the pop culture of entertainment news, but I'm talking the latest album, the latest movie, the latest play. If right, they must not, have plays, nor the, do they have time for that. That's what I'm saying. Like so they're, they're worried they have, about the Dominion taking out the whole fucking. But they have plenty universe. of time to do the Alamo. Plenty of time to do Maid Marian's Court. Plenty of time to do James Bond. Plenty of time to do baseball games. They, so it doesn't matter to you when they when they do, uh, you know, the fight of Kalis or, you know, other people's lore. Uh, yeah, I like that. But what I'm saying and that doesn't count, though, is what I'm saying. Uh, like, but, and I'm so, and I'm not saying alien, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it bothers me, but I'm saying that I have not seen any human, not any. I, I'm sure I've seen some. I've seen very, 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 very little human pop right, culture. Because that's a of lot more time. to come up with. That's what I'm saying. Like they've, they've already come, they're already coming up with a whole different world than, than what we've got now. They're already the coming only, up with, with different, you know, politics. The closest, thing that, I've, the closest thing that I've, that I've seen has been two games, Domjot and Dabo. Those, yeah. those, uh, but those are games and Domjot is the human. I think D- Dabo strikes me as maybe being a Ferengi game, but Domjot I think is a human game. But they mention it. They they make mention the same like three games like Parisi Squares is really popular on the Enterprise, and I would have loved to see what Parisi Squares is. You know, it's it's DS Nine is a little better. At least we have Ractuccinos that everybody likes, which I love. Mm-hmm. It sounds like cappuccino and it's Klingon coffee. It's called Ractuccino. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and I like that that they have their own pop culture like on the station i just would have loved to see like a a couple of in in you know 28 seasons of a of television a couple of references to what modern music sounds like what the music of the day what human music of the day sounds like you know and klingon opera of course sounds exactly like what you think klingon opera would sound like it sounds like very klingon dissonant with opera okay i get that 
but I want to see somebody come up with what is a weird kind of pop music, you know, for today. What's it? And they come up with other cultures. And I think it, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, isn't it weird? It's funny. I know why it's the case. They present us with it's the same thing as before. It's just kind of funny. That seems like the dark ages of art for humanity. <laughs> Maybe it's because we. I just, feel like they do make references to it, but it's not as as fleshed out as, as, I, I, as clearly I, you would like. I it to think be. That it would be hard to come up with ten references. It would be hard to come up with five, and I can't come up with one off the top of my head outside of Domjot. And even that doesn't sound human. Parisi squares. That sounds. That sounds human. Yeah, that sounds human. So that that's is like the only thing, you know, that like something that is that is used in the same way that they use the Alamo or that they use the James Bond or that they use the Dixon Hill or that they use the Sherlock Holmes or not just holodeck stuff but you know you know it just is that they use jazz you know I would love to say here's a jazz quartet and here's some jazz music from the 22nd century that uses this instrument that you've never seen you know that so I feel like there's an inst- there's an episode with an instrument that we're not familiar with but I, he might be Bajoran you know there's, I mean, a three-dimensional chess. Think, think how cool it was when you first saw three-dimensional chess. Yeah, that chess. shit was bad. It was like, and that's it. I would love to see some shit like that. I would love to see that, like. Yeah, like that. It would be, it would be cool if they that had That was more cool. That. I love, because that felt like a world that was lived in. Yeah. And that was, that was interesting to me. That's all. I'm not, I'm not, not complaining, just saying it doesn't make sense that, hey, why is it? <laughs> Here, here's my, my favorite. What is your favorite continuity hole? Your, your, your favorite plot problem. In all of Star Trek, because I have mine. I know what mine is, but I want to know what yours is. I don't think I have one. I don't think I obsess like you do and hate. I don't. I don't hate. I just think it's funny. Goodness gracious! If we, I'm busy loving, not hating. That's right. This would be an <laughs> interesting <laughs> podcast if all we did was say, "Say, isn't it cool? I like all the time." Wait, no, come on. There's nothing. There's nothing that ever bothered you. It never bugged you. There's nothing that you went. Uh, you just got a grimace through it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. My biggest problem and all. I can go back to any time. I know exactly where I want to go. Soren's going to destroy a planet. I need to stop him. Bring me to him the moment before he does it. Okay, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Like, like that just, I cringe. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, and, like and, you could go back any fucking where and that's where you choose because that's what's exciting for the film. And even Guinan Echo, who's in there in the Nexus, isn't going, um... Dude, seriously? Are you sure? Because, like, you, know. you could go anywhere. Maybe I didn't make this clear. Yeah. You can go anywhere yeah, no, so like no. you could go to where he was born hey question you could I, go I, 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 what, where i want to go is is, is is there is there someone who's really famous who's worked really hard who <coughs> who died in a horrible way but gets to live in this heaven can i bring him and have him embarrassingly die by falling off a mountain can i do that Guinan? listen no Okay, maybe you're not following me. Yes, I mean, you can you like can do. do you can do that to some extent. Good. But what I want yes. you to understand, what I what I want you to get is that you can go back to any time. Right? So you 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 yes, don't I have know, to go I've decided to go to the modern Christmas, which of course is 18th century Victorian <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> There's no modern Christmas. We are, we have we have Christmas decorations with explosions inside, but that's only because it moves the plot along. Yes, everyone wears 18th century Victorian clothes in our And they all say, Mummy, Daddy. Uh, but I'm French. Where's your tea? I'm French. Oh, great. I'm French. I'm French, damn it. <laughs> I, I mean, Can't I, you tell that I'm French? Oulé mon tea. I mean... I mean I mean, why is everything British in my fantasy? My fantasy is 18th I hate being French is what it means. It's I'm French and I hate the French. Would it be great? Would it be awesome if Picard's like British accent broke at some point? Starts with a French accent. I tried so hard to not be French. 
I'm so sick of it. I am sick of this. I'm sick of this. I am sick of all this deception. <laughs> Why is it? Why is it that the that the universal translator universal translator never kicks in when when Picard stops to say to Worf and Mr. Wolf, kabla. Ooh, ooh, I have an even better one. Oh okay. my gosh, because I was right. totally just thinking about this. Yeah. When I, I was watching uh, <laughs> fucking Enterprise, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's so it's the beginning of the, of the Universal Translator, right? Yes. So whatever, cool, fine. So Here, when you're talking normal into the mic and when you're being loud away from the mic, this, 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 there we go, good, that's awesome. Don't get mad. I would like to repeat <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So what I would like to say, <laughs> what I was going to say, I was yes. so rudely interrupted. I'm, um, I'm sick of this. <laughs> I am sick of this deception. <laughs> go on, go on. They're like so, what's what's her name? Hoshi, right? Yeah. Which can we just serious just for a, like total, completely off topic? Not, I mean, not really totally, but like kind of. Um, in the second episode, why did she turn into like a whiny little bitch? Like, what is up with that? I I'm don't know. Like that really bothered me. I don't know. But anyway, because like the first episode, I just I wanted to fuck her, but in the second episode, I was like, oh my god, shut your fucking whiny mouth. Yeah. But she anyway, gets better. She does. Like, she does. Yeah. De- she definitely gets better. But what I think is interesting is how like so the universal translator, right? Every it's working or whatever, and like uh, yeah, you know, Flox's wife is there, shit, and she's sure. But but like somehow she can all of a sudden not be the universal translator just stops no, I, working and she speaks to Hoshi in Denobulin De and Hoshi speaks yeah. back to her in Denobulin. Yeah. And I, I find that odd. Yeah. Well, and that, that happens all the time. And constantly gen, it's, it's, it's suddenly two people start talking to each other and cling on. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and, um, what happened to the whole yeah. universal translator situation? Like, I'm cool with it on a Klingon ship. It makes sense, right? Well, and the because like, w- you know what I mean. Like, there wouldn't be that. Well, there. In, in, in the DS9 episode, I think it's Babel, where everybody's universal translator stops fa- functioning, or whatever, and it's it's like nobody can understand what the other one is saying. So the idea is that they all, everybody's speaking what sounds like their native language to themselves. Does that mean Picard is speaking French? Is he speaking French or does everyone in the Federation speak like basic? Or is he speaking French? And we all hear it as English the same way that we hear Quark as English. Hmm. I don't know. It's That's, interesting. You know, so it's... I would think, though, the, the way they make it sound like... <clears throat> no, not necessarily because even though like they're, they're about unification on Earth at this point, yeah. it doesn't occur that it's like... Um, it does seem like they might have created or come yeah. up with at that point like a universal like a language of earth and yeah but I there would still like, be other a, languages a, that's how it occurs to me it's a contrivance it's a contrivance that is needed for the sake of narrative sake of the show and again i understand that yeah it's just it doesn't work sometimes when but, all of a sudden when, they can speak in their native tongue yeah it doesn't they, work because like how would you do that yeah because you would just it would just come out as normal yeah um <laughs> uh how is it that the doors know when you're ready to leave a room? What do you mean? The doors when you walk in and out of a room. Mm-hmm. How do they know when to open and close? When just like the same way that a door knows to open or close today. No, no, because they walk in the room and then the doors close behind them. They stand right in front of the door. Sometimes they'll stand in front of the door, say something, and then turn and the doors open. Um, especially. Why is it? Wait, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of a circumstance where that happens. Anytime, anytime, Counselor Troy leaves a room, because this is what she does. 
she not every time sometimes the doors will open for her but she walks toward the door and then she turns around and says one last like pithy comment then walks out without saying goodbye that's the Troy maneuver. That's what I was. Have I said this to you before? The no, the Troy maneuver. I've not yeah, heard. I don't think I've heard this. She, she, she goes. She goes. And as a matter of fact, and she stands up. She walks to the other side of the room, and she turns around to go. I think you'll be surprised by how good you can be, and then walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but then, maybe it's proximity. Like how close is she to the door? Yeah, but the like thing she is, she still moves closer to it. Yes. Um. Sometimes, but sometimes people are just walking out the door and the door is open for them. Sometimes they walk to the doors and they wait. Sometimes it's, there's no consistency. How is it that uh, your communicator doesn't immediately call anybody that you're talking about? What? What do you mean? So, so if you, so if you and I are having a conversation, I'm like, and I'm saying to you, so Picard is standing next to me and he's like Riker to Wharf. And why doesn't your communicator immediately go, bloop, bloop. no, Sorry. Sorry, didn't mean to call you. And how do the communicators work? When do you tap them? Do you tap them to turn them on? Tap yeah. them to turn them off? But you don't need to. You can also just say the name. No, I, I, they usually tap it before. They, they tap it and then they say so-and-so to so-and-so. That's, that's, that seems to be the connection. But they don't tap it to turn it off. Correct. So how does it know when to turn off? And it, sometimes are there embarrassing things? Right, a Picard. Yes, go ahead, number one. Uh, yeah, um, I'm ready to beam up in about 30 seconds. I just need to finish some stuff here. Right. Well, I'll have you up in a minute. Good. I fucking hate that guy. Okay. <laughs> it's always a like, number one, number one. What the fuck? Nobody calls anybody number one. Why well, I say, I can still hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know why? Because they would know. Yeah. They would know that that shit would still be on. But like, would they be nervous about it? Would it be like, can I take that pee? I really got to pee before they, before they beam me yeah, up. Like, but like a naked Is it gun. still on? Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's so much of this great stuff. Wow, that's some shit I never considered too. Like I really did like it's just always on after that. Like at what point? Like maybe it times out after the la- like let's say after the last time it hears no because that doesn't work either because sometimes they'll be like uh se- checking out a vessel or some shit and like leave communications open. I know. Oh, baby, baby, that's a command. Hey, why Maybe is- it does that. Maybe it keeps listening. Why I can it? make this work. Wait. <laughs> why is it? That the view screen always knows when to zoom in for a dramatic moment. Who's <laughs> just the smartest motherfucking technology out there? You think a smartphone is smart? Bullshit. Yeah, the, the view screen's like, I'm going to make your conversations more interesting. <laughs> that is some true shit. I bet that would happen. Because think about it. Think about Pandora Radio or something, right? Yeah. Like that shit, it, it tailors a radio station to what you like you give it some minimal information and then it tailors it for you to create an experience yeah. to give you what you want to hear so why wouldn't the view screen after to, like it would like, like you tell it you want to have a conversation with this person it's like okay okay so like, it's not te- gonna just be this person on the screen it's gonna be a conversation yeah and then the, the, so, sometimes it's gonna be a three-quarter shot sometimes, sometimes it's gonna, gonna be, be up close up because yeah. sometimes it's more you sometimes, know, sometimes you just need a close-up sometimes, sometimes a close-up is just really important yeah, it's, it makes it a, a conversation instead of just a dude on the fucking screen <laughs> that's what's up it's taylor making that shit that's what's happening um <clears throat> why is it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why is it that the entire concept of uh, uh, they finally tried to explain why everybody who's an alien is just a human with a funny forehead? Oh, do they? Yeah, in Next Gen. They said they peppered the Alpha Quadrant with that. Why is it when they go over to the Delta Quadrant, is everybody else still uh, on Voyager? Is everyone else still 
just a person with a funny forehead and sometimes they don't even bother with that then they just meet other species and they look exactly like humans and for that matter why is it that there are so many species like uh like the um betazoids and other species like the bajorans that just have the little tiny ridge why is it that there are so many species that look like humans but never like other klingons that kind of look like klingons <laughs> we meet one we meet one what they call proto-vulcan species which i kind of dug there was romulans look very similar to um, romulans are vulcans so there you go they are, no they are actually vulcans 500 years ago when the philosopher sorak decided that the that the they should follow logic um the the romulans split off and and they they are vulcan rebels that went to another planet they are actually they share a common an ancestor it's something that happened it's a historic don't i know romulans no 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 i know i'm trying to th I'm yeah i'm trying to think if there's another one well no they have proto vulcans though they have an episode of next gen where uh riker is injured and captured by some like some uh like early ish vulcan types that like they look like vulcans they call them a proto vulcan species like there would be like a proto-human species. I'm just wondering why do they never run into proto like, ooh, these guys look like the Ferengi but with a funny nose. Or these guys look like the Ferengi but they have empathic powers. <laughs> you know, it's like the Ferengi are always the Ferengi. Why is it um, that... Wait, I have an explanation for this. You have to let me rebut. Oh, okay. Um, Hold on, wait for it. <laughs> rebut head. <laughs> <gasps> There's no beef in the butthead season. What? It's starting new Beavis and Butthead. Really? Yeah. Like B Mike Judge. A season, a new season of Beavis and, B Beavis and Butthead starting on MTV, like in like two weeks. Wow. Yeah. It's by the time this airs, they will already be on. Really? Yep. That's interesting. Anyway, go. Um, okay, so um, what <laughs> had happened? Ready, gold, Beavis. <laughs> God, Beavis. Shut up, Munch. Okay, go on. Oh, that's so pepperminty. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's cinnamon, douche. Whatever. It tastes like Red Hots. Red on. Hots is cinnamon. Just go on. Uh, cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. Go on. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. So, it's because... It's because... It doesn't make sense. Okay, it doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> um. Although, I, like, you know what's funny is, though, like, uh, once you said it, right, about... Um, uh, Enterprise yeah. in particular, like I think it was the first time you made this like sort of offhanded joke about it. Yeah. Like so like I've been watching. Like you know, I'm like, oh, and their thing is they have a little V shape right above yeah. their nose. And their thing is they have a weird ridge right here. And their thing <laughs> on that bitch and there was one episode where it took me a while. The episode where they go they finally get to Risa. So you yeah. were kind of wrong because there's like a three episode uh, almost arc there where they're trying to get to Risa. Yeah. But like shit keeps coming up. Yeah. Um so they finally get to Risa and he gets like uh sort of seduced by the woman next door and her little dog yeah. too. Uh, but like she oh it took me a while to figure out what the fuck. And then I, I realized she's got kind of leopard spots almost a la yeah. being a trill. And I was like, oh, but it took a while because they're like faded as fuck. Like you you can't see them real well. Yeah. And she just looks human. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's that's they're not even trying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're not even trying anymore. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> why is it? Why is it that you don't get separate cultures in other planets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not true. 
Really? Isn't it? On Bajor, a little bit. And if you do, it's barely. But you know, you don't get the sense of, of, no, we're Southern Vulcans. We wouldn't do that. We're not against the Federation. We're Southern Vulcans. But in the original series, there are whole planets that they visit that are like... Sure, when that's the plot. But I'm saying... Oh, okay. I'm saying... Well, I'm, so, but that doesn't count? What the fuck? That's bullshit. No, no, I call it, shenanigans. <laughs> no, what I, what I mean this is... This is you just try to hate. What what I mean is what I mean is I I don't get the sense of the of of the the cultural differences in the Ferengi and we or, or the Klingons we meet a lot of Klingons we get to know the Klingons a lot and I don't get the sense of this is what it's like to be a Klingon from the eastern hemisphere of the world you know I mean it's it's if you look at the original series especially everybody is so tied into their culture Chekhov is Russian and 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 you know. And Uhura is African, and I and and they're different. They're from different areas of Earth, and that's very very important to them. And maybe it's just that we're the only planet that that's the case with. Perhaps that could be. You know, I guess it's especially since a lot of the the races we know were or are warlike, and so maybe whoever is the dominant culture on the planet is the one that took over and won. Oh, what about on uh, on Enterprise? That episode I told you I really liked. Yeah, what what one? I guess it was sort of the plot. What? But not really. No, it wasn't. The one where um it's a question of whether or not they should mess with it because it's like evolution taking place on the planet. And you've got the culture that I mean you know, the cultures the, that we know. I mean that's the thing. You mean see. like like the, you know, Vulcans and the I would say the, the Klingons, be- the Ferengis. I would say the best we ever got Bajorans. The best we ever even the Bajorans not that much. The best we ever got were the Trill. I enjoy that with the Trill that yeah, there you've are got the ones that take care of them and, and the, live in the caves. The ones that are just running mines and they're regular people. Be, mm-hmm. They have they have a certain feeling about the people who get to be joined. You yeah. Know, I mean that I like that was there that was go. interesting yeah, that you that you got to see different trill. And when you first met Jadzia, they didn't do that. You met one other trill that wasn't joined and he was upset that he wasn't joined. I liked when Ezri finally visited the planet and like you got a whole bunch of trill that weren't joined. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah we just live we have we live a life. Our life is not about being joined. Some of them are joined. And we we well, just, yeah, and I we think just that, run a fucking mine. That's what I we do, do think that's good because it's like you've got the ones that like Yeah. That I think though as a society though, like generally on like planet wide, they they um they get that there's some sort of a an honor there, it's, it's, but it's acceptance, right? It's like there are people that that's for, sort of, yeah. so to speak, right? It's like, yeah, it's I, not really for me, but it's cool I like, for the people that it's for. And I know? like, I like that the main person we know is someone that it's for, and we go get a chance to meet the other people. Yeah, I do I like that. that. Uh, that's, I, that's, I, I did, that's I did that dig I, that sort of depth, and perhaps the the situation is that we don't um, isn't necessarily that it doesn't exist. Is that that there isn't a, a character that's a vehicle for us to see it existing? Like yeah, it's but not that's 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 you know it's just an interesting thing. Again, I understand that because it's Star Trek, they have to paint in broad strokes, um, but you know, and they get a little bit more focused on Deep Space Nine, which is why you know eventually you get that sort of insight into the trail. But I think it's probably just a question of you don't get it across the board. Why is it <laughs> that the transporters on DS Nine never evolved? beyond what they look like on the next generation even though the transporters even on the next generation and on voyager looked completely different but the the transporters on ds9 looked exactly like the next gen ones hey while we're talking about sticking with one thing why is it that spoiler alert for voyager when they finally get some contact with uh they finally get some contact 
with the Alpha Quadrant, why did they continue wearing the outfits that they have been wearing, given that everybody knows that the outfits in the Federation have changed? Or if it's going to be a generational ship and they might be there for 70 years, why do their outfits not change organically? Why do they not change it? Why would they? Because they look, they're the least attractive of any of the outfits. They look like look like pajamas, and fashions change. They changed for next gen. The over the course of the next gen period, they wore four different, yeah, four different uniforms. The uniform at the beginning was one jumpsuit, then was the black pants in the top. Then when they all wore the DS Nine episodes and outfits and generations. Then when they upgraded the outfits for first contact, when it had the gray on top and the color underneath. Mm-hmm. And DS9 started out with the DS9 outfits and also adopted the same ones that Next Generation moved on to because they were in the same time frame right. universe. Um, on uh, the original series, they all started out in sort of solid color uh, sweater things in the first like two, three episodes. And then they changed. And then they changed to the red. And and they also had the motion picture where that was that was supposed to be like five years after the end of the the original mm-hmm. series. Why is it then? And I'm, then they had and then they had the ones that were in the subsequent movies. Yeah, like, co- across the course of the movies, yeah. you see a lot of change. And as well. why why is it that on Voyager, they're on a ship, they don't have much fucking else to do. But you know? maybe, but see, in that situation, perhaps it's it's anachronistic. They're holding on to it because it's home. Maybe because it symbolizes that for them. But why not have why not have one person who's just not all that interested in getting home and kind of you know kind of the rebel? Why is because it? Because who would that Joker be? And, and fucking why holding on to home? Half that crew is Maquis. They're holding on to home by wearing the 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 Federation outfit. Of the be- <sighs> oh, that's a that's that is a, a fundamental problem with Voyager though is that that it. Takes, I already told you I didn't like Voyager. It takes two episodes for everybody <laughs> to be friends, and I yeah. I see that's that's how much I don't even remember it. You know what I mean? I just watched the pilot episode of Voyager and I, I enjoyed it. It's one of the best pilot episodes. But in general, the DS9's pilot episode, weak. Uh, Next Gen's pilot episode, weak. Those are the two best series. Voyager's episode, pilot episode, really strong. Enterprise's episode, really pilot strong. episode, really strong. And that was the weakest. It seems like they came up with all the great ideas for their pilot episodes. And then and then it was like, fuck, now what, what do we do? What do we do? I guess we'll just have the captain trip get captured. Shit. <laughs> get I guess we'll get trip pregnant. In a jail. Again. No, this time it's Captain and Malcolm. They're captured. This time it's Trip and Malcolm. They're stuck in a in a in a shuttle pod. I like the episode where they're um they go to the planet and they're like just checking shit out and fucking Malcolm loses like his communicator or something stupid. Uh huh. And they and they so what I like is how the doctor does these prosthetics. That's clearly like what we do now for makeup. Yeah. Why why do they have to go to the doctor for that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently, Flocks on the side is an amazing makeup artist. I know. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, it's what he does. That's it's his what hobby. he does. Like he fixes motherfuckers on their internal organs and shit like that. But you know he's also a very accomplished makeup artist. Oh goodness, we could we should do a se- we're gonna have to do a second part of this because there's a thousand of these. There's more. There's a thousand. Oh yeah. There's why, more. Why do why why do Captain Picard and Captain Kirk get to wear different outfits whenever they want? Why do they both? Because get they're a the funny fucking jacket? captain, motherfucker. That's why. Why doesn't? That's J- why, motherfucker. Why, why? Why doesn't Janeway and why don't Janeway and Cisco get to do that? Because they're not as cool. Why? This why is true? It's baseline true. Why is there not a single appropriate length to which you should be able to zip up 
the DS9 Voyager costume because sometimes they're open so wide it's just purple and sometimes they're zipped all the way up. Why is it? Because that is is your own personal style what, being able to show through. Which, That's why. It's a little is, individual fuckingality. They okay? love that in the military. What happened to Data's emotion chip in Nemesis? Where'd it go? So what happened? What had happened was okay. So what? <laughs> ha- <laughs> I, I just, no, I no. Stop! I have this one. Shut oh, it. Do you? Okay. <laughs> so what happened was we're gonna do Nemesis. It was <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do it. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, so. Nemesis. Go on. Stop it. That was stupid. That was really bad. That doesn't even make it doesn't, sense. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean shit. <laughs> go on. Anyway, so the emotion ship was problematic, right? So what he what he did was. He found a way to turn it off. He did that in first contact. He gets turned it off. No, 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 no. Not like turned it off, turned it off, but like turned it off like in a Vulcan sense. Completely, totally, forever. He just decided to go without emotions. No, he conquered them. He won. That's what happened. And have no emotions? Yeah. His mm-hmm. goal was to get emotions so he could have no emotions. His job no, his was his goal to be, was to get the emotions so that he knew what they were, right? So he could so be that more it was human. like so that it was like a pretty it was like a jar or something. So, and it so, was like, ooh, and he played with it for a while. So, and it was so cool. Data's it was like a dog. So what and then so, he was like, I don't really want to take care of this dog anymore. It's too much like work. And so he wanted to take <laughs> it back. And so what happened was his parents took care of it or he conquered his emotions and they're still there, but he doesn't so, really acknowledge it. So da- da- data <laughs> has eventually decided he doesn't want to be more human is essentially what we're finding out no but that he is like inside he's more human but like outside not as much right so he has no emotions and he tells everybody how he has no emotions yeah mm -hmm, because he doesn't want people to know so now it's a secret now it's for him see before (laughs) before. you're reaching so hard (laughs) it's just a problem it's just that the writer knew that people didn't like the emotion chip and just decided to say that he doesn't have one. And, and <laughs> just kidding. Just, uh, whoopsie. Psych. <laughs> um, yeah. Why didn't Jordy get ocular implants earlier? Because. Um, because um, wait, hair clips wait, look fun. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because um, first of all, and for starters, and yeah. then the fucking visor that's all 80s and cool. Yeah. Who wants to give that up? Jordy. No, uh-uh. By the time he reaches Mm-mm. first contact, yeah. No, uh-uh, because it's cool, right? Because it's badass. He did give it up. I'm just saying. He give it up. But like that, because that was when he was ready to, to let go of childish things <laughs> and, and not worry about a fashion Man. statement and, and just go ahead and do the eye thing. He gave it up like <laughs> Lindsay Lohan next to a Coke table. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, Jordy, seriously, man. Wow. You gotta stop this. <laughs> seriously. It's really ugly. It's it's serious. It's not it's not a, it's not in style anymore. Yeah, no. Let go. And so that's 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 Data actually had the conversation with him. He just pulled him aside and was like, dude, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> you just you know, you can keep it. You, and you can put it on sometimes. Oh my just God. don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'll do the same thing with my emotion chip. Yeah, and I'll do Yes. <laughs> Oh, it no. was a pact. That's what happened. It was a pact amongst You're friends. Yelling. It's amazing. Um, all right, I think that's it. I think we're done. We're gonna do the. We're gonna do more of this. I'm gonna. Hey. Oh, you know what? We don't have to come with content. You can come up with content. <gasps> Email yeah! us. I, if one when I when I get a list of let's say thirty. When I get a list of thirty. Hey, why isn't there? Or hey, what about thirty issues? Either with continuity that they messed up. Um, or don't do the Klingon makeup thing. That's too obvious. But like, 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 w- dig th- deep. 
things 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 that they just they started and then they dropped or things where it doesn't make sense continuity wise or just just missteps in logic or if you can find them when i get 30 we'll do a sequel to this episode so so start thinking about them if you're listening right now email uh email justin at trekoff.com and i'll start compiling the list and we will do it again um also hey contest um uh get <laughs> get together uh clips of us and turn it into songs well, remember it's arbitrary <laughs> um uh and and if if i like it or and if i like it or for whatever reason we'll we'll give some or, people, or if, if we're just having a good day we'll, we'll give some people prizes and some people we won't and and <laughs> And maybe it's just totally how you do it. This is how you do it. All contests. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to be held to some law. I'm not. It's not like anything. I am the law. law. I don't want them to go. Well, you didn't follow proper contest rules. You didn't follow protocol. No, I will just. I will give as a gift. It's not a prize. It's a gift that I will give to the people who did this sort of thing. If you are impressive for some reason. If for some reason we want to give it to you after what you've done, um, then that will be the case. All rights reserved by <laughs> us, and you have no rights. Because uh, <laughs> we preserved them all. Because we took them all. We took all of them, You can put some rights away and lay away. And if, perhaps we can perhaps, perhaps we'll like, like give you some, you know, at a prescribed time or something. Hey, there are lots of other podcasts you can listen to. Harry Potter fans um, on Pop-Off. We're doing a whole Harry Potter retrospective right now. Um, if you're also a fan of Joss Whedon or Marvel Comics or The Avengers, on Pop-Off we are also doing an Avengers retrospective uh, on the movies leading up to next year's Avengers. Um uh, there are big things coming both for uh, the Unlight Podcast Network and for Ninjas vs. You um, and the Ninjas vs. Franchise. Um, big things you want to uh, stay tuned for. Um, you can watch Ninja- Ninjas vs. Vampire. Stream it on Netflix. It's great. Do that shit. Because um, uh, it's free if you already have Netflix, so you might as well watch it. Right? Um, what do you got to sure, lose? Be sure to rate us on iTunes. Be sure to tell your friends on Facebook that we exist. Um, and random people. And subscri- subscribe to us so that we come to you... Uh, and uh, with you always yeah just, just so just so you're you know it's really easy man it's look if you're already listening if you're just downloading this one episode go ahead and just subscribe so you get them all when every time a new one comes out um and uh that's it you can, uh, collect, you can collect them like pokemon yeah um that's it for Weird trek off man i'm justin <laughs> and i'm alexia trick off trick off bitches Trek Off isn't the only fun free podcast you can find on the Enlight Podcast Network. Go over to Pop Off to listen to the Pop Off Podcast, popoffpodcast.com. You can also hear Ninjas vs. You, the hot mess with Phil Stamper, and the Suckcast by going to endlightpodcast.com or look, just search EPN on iTunes, EPN, and subscribe. Be sure to rate us on Facebook and watch Ninjas vs. Vampires streaming on Netflix. And now, as requested by our fan Shmoo, Ode to Spot by Lieutenant Commander Data. Felis Catus is your taxonomic nomenclature, an endothermic quadruped, carnivorous by nature. Your visual, olfactory, and auditory senses contribute to your hunting skills and natural defenses. I find myself intrigued by your subvocal oscillations, a singular development of cat communications that obviates your basic hedonistic predilection for a rhythmic stroking of your fur to demonstrate affection. A tail is quite essential for your acrobatic talents. You would not be so agile if you lacked its counterbalance, and when not being utilized to aid in locomotion, it often serves to illustrate the state of your emotion. Oh, Spot, the complex levels of behavior you display connote a fairly well developed cognitive array and though you are not sentient spot and do not comprehend i nonetheless consider you a true and valued 
friend. Thanks, Shmoo, for the request, and keep listening to Trek Off. <laughs>